Hi, and welcome to the Milk and Coffee Podcast, your coffee break for the ears. My name is Ava, and I want to invite you to slow down, simplify, and explore the art of cozy living with me. This is your invitation to embrace a more nourishing way of being. So grab a cup and get comfortable. I'm so happy you are here. Hey, hey, how are you, my friends? Wherever you're listening in from today, I hope this finds you well. I have just made myself my morning coffee and I get to enjoy spending the next couple minutes with you. My children are taken care of by my husband and I'm just really thankful to have a quiet morning with my creative work. It always really fills my cup. I hope that August has been treating you well so far. Honestly, I am full of anticipation of fall. And I don't know about you, but there's always this moment at the end of the summer that you wake up or you step outside or you see something and all of a sudden, you know, autumn is just around the corner. And I had such a moment this week. And even though it is still very hot here in Oklahoma, I've been sensing the slightest signs of a new season that is about to arrive. A few days ago, I stepped outside in the morning and something was mixed into the hot morning air that was just ever so slightly different. And our little pool was covered with just so many brown leaves, like little golden boats. They were just floating on the water. And I looked around and I I don't even know where they came from because the foliage on the trees around it were still com- was still completely green. And I went to touch the water and, and it was just slightly cooler than usual. And deep inside me, I felt this, this deep readiness for fall. Today's episode is a bit of a bridge between summer and autumn. A very cozy episode about the feeling of end of summer hygge. Hygge? The Danish word is often just simply translated as cozy or coziness. And while close in meaning, it doesn't quite cover all of what the feeling of Hugo describes. I am almost certain that if you have been following my work, you are already familiar with Hugo. And even though the term has collected somewhat of a cult following in North America in the last decade, and, you know, unfortunately has also been turned into a bit of a consumerist hot item. The concept of hygge um, has just never lost its charm for me. It's not just a word. It's not just a feeling. I think it really is a lifestyle. And and truly, hygge is an atmosphere. It's my cozy way of living. It's my little mindful pleasures. It's that steaming cup in front of me feeling that... I am home, I am safe, and I belong feeling. And so for me, that's just so much more than just a trending word. In German, which is my native language, we have a similar term. Um, it's Gemütlichkeit as a noun, or Gemütlich as a adjective. And it's equally hard to pronounce for most English speakers, um, albeit not quite as famous and maybe also not quite as cozy than its Danish sister word, though though still very cozy for me. And I can honestly say that in my home of Bavaria, the south of Germany, 
Gemütlichkeit also plays a huge role in our daily lives. And so it's, it's always been, it's been always been part of our life. Have you ever been to um, Denmark or any Scandinavian countries? I have traveled through Denmark, Sweden, and Norway, and I would call myself a big Scandi lover, and Denmark is one of my favorite countries to date, and I could most certainly see myself living there one day. Um, I'm definitely what you would call a Nordic soul. <laughs> Now, while these hot summer months may not spark the typical images of Hüge that we all have come to know and love and you know like anybody else right now immediately seeing the flickering of candlelight and the soft touch of a wool cardigan and the sweet scent of cinnamon rolls um, summer still beckons us to create that feeling of Hüge or to be Hügelit which Hüge can both be a noun and a verb all at the same time so I put together today a list of three favorite ways to practice that end of summer hygge or to invite that end of summer cozy feelings into our life. The first thing that came to my mind was the picking of fresh fruit. I mean, could there be anything cozier than going to an orchard to harvest fresh fruit and enjoy the abundance of the warmer months? I have such fond memories of going strawberry picking with my mama in southern Germany in late spring, early summer, and, and really all throughout the summer, and just eating as many as I possibly could while she was plucking away to get you know the baskets full to make jam and all the good things. And the red juice was just dripping from my chin, and the literal sweetness of the day was lingering long after we went home. And even just seeing the little wooden roadside stands that sell freshly picked fruit, like that to me is just immediately sparks that feeling of hygge. I think you can find some sort of pick your own farm almost anywhere you live, or you may ask a friend that has fruit trees or fruit bushes on their property to come help harvest. Here in Oklahoma, um, the sweetest friends allow us to pick blackberries on their property. And we went a few weeks ago and got bucket loads of ripe, delicious berries. Picking a lot of berries is work for sure, but it's the sweatiest, stickiest, happiest sort of summer work, in my opinion. And it fills my heart with so much love and joy to see my own little ones now just trailing after me with juice-stained fingers and full cheeks. The lovely thing about going fruit picking is that once you come home, the cozy experience is not over. It's actually still, you're still in the middle of it, right? Because you have to work with the fruit and the fruit can be enjoyed fresh for days or made into sweet tarts or nourishing smoothies. I personally adore a summer fruit crumble with some fresh whipped cream and some black coffee to go with. And if you have enough, you know, make sure that you freeze some for the winter as well. I cannot think of a greater joy than grabbing some summer fruit out of your freezer right around Christmas time and putting it into a lovely winter dessert when nature is, is bare and resting. 
two healthy ways I love to use the fresh berries for my family right now are yogurt pots and chia jam. The yogurt is inspired by Louise from the Swedish blog Green Kitchen Stories. And I basically just puree the fruit in my blender. And if it's if it's more on the sour side, I may add a bit of raw honey. And then I fold the fruit puree into Greek yogurt. And we enjoy it with homemade granola. Or if we are feeling fancy, sometimes I crumble up some meringue as a sweetener. And the other thing I used to make um, with the berries is just pureeing the fruit and adding a few teaspoons of chia seeds um, to thicken overnight. And then it's sort of a, a thickened raw jam and it lasts for about a week or two in the fridge, although it never quite tastes Uh, lasts that long in our house. It's so simple and nutritious and the kids can just spoon it out of the jar if they want to because it's just the fruit and the the chia seeds. So it's really wonderful. While I grew up in the country with fruit trees surrounding our house, I currently live in the middle of the city and I'm still amazed about how many public spaces have fruit in it that no one seems to care about and no one picks. So I have been starting to harvest the sweetest pears um, already. And I've been harvesting them every late summer from just the schoolyard down from our house because otherwise they are just spoiling. In my neighborhood, there's also an apple tree and a peach tree that hangs well into the sidewalk with no one picking off the ripe fruit. And so I just kind of help myself on my evening walk. And I think if you take a look around, you might be amazed what you might find and what you might be able to forage even in the middle of your city. I also think it's it's quite cozy to get together with friends and can the fruit together. Different friends may have different access to a variety of fruits and it could be wonderful to peel and chop and can um, together and prepare all of it over a glass of wine and some good conversations. The second thing that came to my mind when it comes to end of summer hygge was an end of summer picnic. Now I know this may not seem particularly profound, but picnics are just always special. Eating outside is always special to me. And you may already have a bunch of picnics under your belt this summer, But I have a few ideas to make your next picnic extra cozy. Even though this may make picnic preparations a bit more lengthy, I think it is worth it to create a warm and inviting atmosphere that encourages that extra relaxation and enjoyment. I get it. We are mothers. Life is full. And often it is easier to just throw some cheese sticks and crackers in the diaper bag and go and there's nothing wrong with that but there is something sacred about making an effort every once in a while and to feel the calming feeling of creating warmth through the way we express ourselves in this life right all these daily acts are acts of creativity so especially for me as a creative person who often does not get to to dabble in her creative pursuits while the kids are around, making these little things my creative outlets is really helpful. 
Rudolf Steiner, the father of the Waldorf education, described both the emotional and physical warmth as an additional sense. And I think making everyday outings visually beautiful and sensory rich whenever we can brings that warmth into our bodies and hearts. The wonderful thing is that you don't have to have the most extravagant scenery available to you to have a hygelic picnic. I mean, if you live by the beach or near a beautiful forest, that is wonderful. But even if you don't, like me right now, I am sure that one of your city's parks or even your backyard has a quiet corner or a lush tree that casts beautiful flickering shadows or any comfortable spot that evokes a sense of nature and a relaxing ambience for you. I, for one, always pack up and travel with sheepskins. No matter the season, no matter the destination, I think you cannot go wrong with having some sheepskins with you. They are pure coziness to me. And even though it's more to carry, I think bringing some extra pillows, a comfortable blanket, or an old sheet to sit on immediately creates that cozy vibe. And I love these um, small grandmotherly flower patterns and old sheets like that are really easy to thrift for. My littlest one has recently started to pick up the sheepskins around our house and to carry them almost like a teddy bear and to just really hug them tightly whenever he gets tired. And, and that just really fills my heart because I, I really do think there's just something so, so connected and, and warm to the sheepskin that you have for years and years and years and you bring everywhere and they're just become part of your life. Um, if you are having an evening picnic planned or you're planning to stay until after sunset, bring along some fairy lights or some candles. If you live in an area that is not prone for wildfires and the soft glow will create a warm and magical atmosphere. I think the more natural elements you incorporate in anything sparks hygge and that doesn't stop at picnics. Now I know having a picnic in nature already brings you to nature, but there's still always more you can do to incorporate that. Like I think it's worth it to bring a small vase for the kids to collect wildflowers or grasses and maybe bring wooden spoons, pack your picnic in a wicker basket, and bring simple glass jars for drinking to create that very cozy vibe. I personally bring food that is simple and easy to prepare. I love bringing some stone fruit and grapes, some different cheeses, and a fresh baguette or two. I feel it's easy, it's simple, and there's something for everyone and while I often spontaneously leave on a picnic with just me and the kids, I think sharing these moments and inviting friends and family members to join really makes them extra special. Conversations, laughter, shared play, that togetherness is what Hygge is really all about. And so whenever you can, you know, make that phone call, invite someone to join you. And don't let the weather discourage you. Embrace the weather. Whether it's super hot and sunny or breezy or slightly overcast, we can embrace it and we can adapt our picnic plans accordingly. We can use umbrellas or a canopy for shade. 
We can bring extra blankets and a wool sweater if it's cooler. And being outside is special no matter what the weather. And remember to express gratitude for these small joys. Like don't don't let the moments go by without truly taking in the beauty of nature and the deliciousness of the food and the company you came with. Life is short. You are on a picnic. You are doing life right. My third um, and probably most favorite way to enjoy end of summer hygge is wild swimming. Now, this will probably not be the last time you hear me talk about wild swimming on this podcast or on my other channels because I truly think there is something so magical and healing about jumping into a natural body of water, no matter what the season and no matter what the temperature. Um, I think in the future I may do even a whole episode on this. But for now, let me just remind you to find yourself some water and to enjoy it. Maybe there is a lake nearby and you can feel the cool caress of the water on your skin as you dive into its welcoming embrace. Submerging myself in water almost instantaneously releases all worries and stress. Summer swimming invites us to be playful uh, because the water is usually warmer and we can jump in with our children and play with the abandon of a child too. We all have that playful spirit still inside of us and we need to tap into it more and summer is perfect for that. The warmth of the sun and the softness of the water, it's an invitation to be present in the moment like no other. Maybe you live by a river that allows for some gentle floating, the soothing rhythm of the water and basking in the sunlight, drifting lazily while the trees create an artful dance of beautiful shadows on the water. It's it's easy to really lull yourself into a state of contentment. Whatever body of water you can find close to you, let it be the one to nourish your soul, reminding you that it's embracing these humble natural experiences that Hygge is all about. Maybe after your swim, you get to lay in the sun to dry, immersing yourself in a book or reading to your children. If you're still tending to a nursling like me, maybe a soft nap in the shadows will feel so lush after a swim. Embracing one another, cuddling. It all feels sort of extra sweet when our skin is warmed by the sun. Maybe you stay well into the evening, watching as the sun sets and the night sky starts showing its beautiful celestial leavings. August is well underway, and before you know it, we will bid farewell to the sun-drenched days of summer. Autumn is upon us, and while I'm looking forward to return to slower rhythms and a cozy fall home, I am still trying to be mindfully Uh, still try to mindfully enjoy the end of the summer. In late September, I will fly to Maine and host another bespoke retreat for mothers with my friend and business partner, Rachel. And if you would like to get away for a few days and leave the noise and busyness of motherhood behind to tap back into yourself, I invite you to look at our webpage, www.the minus pause.com or get in touch with me via Instagram or my webpage. Needless to say, everything about our retreat is enveloped in the feeling of Hygge. And 
There will be dinners outside and wild swimming and the freshest berries. So everything I was just talking about too. And Rachel actually sent me her draft for the menu this morning. And while I don't want to give away too much, let me just read some things from it. There's a chilled lemon balm tea with baby's breath. Wild blueberry lavender shortcakes with double cream and flowers. Oysters on the half shell. Melon with mint and feta. Heirloom tomatoes with smoked sea salt and lemon. And Sauvignon Blanc steamed mussels. And that is only day one, my sweet friends of the sun. So if that sounds inviting, we have a few beds left in a shared room. So if you are ready to wake up to the scent of pines and the view of the sea, if you are ready to meet me on the deck for gentle breath work and meditations, if you are ready for sitting in circle with amazing women and to have gentle conversations that help you heal and honor the whole you, then please come join us in Maine. There will be some yoga and joyful eating. And the power of women sharing about their lives and motherhood. And I think Rachel will offer some womb steaming. And I am arriving equipped with Reiki healing and one-on-one mentoring. So if any of this is calling out to you, please reach out to me. I will have another episode ready for you next week. And I'm already starting to map out my episodes for autumn and winter. And I am just so giddy with excitement for it all. And I'm also open to suggestions or or wishes if you have any. But in the meantime, I want to leave you with a little poem that I included in my motherhood memoir called Milk and Coffee Years that you can also find on my webpage. And when I put the book together, I kind of went back and forth about including this poem and eventually decided to do so as it is just about that very sweet hygge summer feeling. So here it goes. A glass of white, notes of peaches and green grass, the last rays of sunlight on my nose, a rose gold reflection on my glass. The moon, still pale in the sky, quiet in the nursery. The older ones tumbling in the lush grass, his hand on my thigh. The soft touch of my dress, not a care, not in this moment. Summer nights. All right, my friends, this is goodbye until next week. (laughs) Talk to you then. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that this episode left you inspired to seek a slower, more intentional life. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave me a review, let me know where you like to listen to my podcast, or write to me. And most importantly, tell all your friends about milk and coffee. For more nourishing lifestyle inspiration, supportive mindset shifts, and all the coziness, follow me on Instagram at ava.maria.smith. And subscribe to my Substack called Milk and Coffee. Or go to my webpage, www.avamariasmith.com. I would love to talk more. Remember, slow living is a journey and I'm here for you. Take a deep breath now and seek the beauty of this day. How lucky are we to be alive? <laughs>